Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till death do us part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? What's up? We're back. This time we're going to do another episode of the classic Pulpamex wrap-up show. I am Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show. And this week we're going to get into a couple episodes that I found interesting. Episode 13, which would be the first time that Kenny Watson was a full-time quote-unquote host. The show changed its title to officially Pulpamex. We're going to get into that. Uh, and we're going to get into, of course, episode 139, forever known as Lasergate, one of the most classic, well-known episodes of Pulp History. Tons and tons of drops in that episode that we hear every week. Now, we're going to get into that, talk about it. I think it should be a lot of fun. Of course, I want to thank all the Pulpamex sponsors, including Guts Racing, W Wheels, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons and Engines, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension Engine, Michelin Starcross Vibes, Maxim Oil, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, OGO, Rod Engineering, The Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit Hand Cleaner, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, and LAHondaWorld.com. All these sponsors make things happen on the Pulp Mech Show. Without them, it'd be very, very difficult for Steve to keep doing what he does. Please go to PulpMechShow.com, click on the sponsor link, support the sponsors, use the discount codes, save yourself some money, and make sure these shows keep happening. Um, Anyway, we're going to get to our first guest. First up, brought to us by Guts Racing. If you're looking for a high-performance seat cover and foam, Guts Racing is it. Andy Gregg and Guts Racing are providing seats for many of the top riders and top teams in the pits. Visit GutsRacing.com today. Guts Racing proudly brings us the one and only Ryan Skippy McPherson. What's up, Skippy? What up? How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Pretty uh, stoked to talk to you as always, but I'm way more stoked to talk about our second guest. Let's get to her right away. WSA, providing the best quality wheels in the business, whether you race professional supercross or just a weekend warrior, W has wheels for you. W can even restore your old janky wheels, so visit WUSA.com and let John and Christian take care of you. WSA brings us Mrs. Skippy, soon to be Mrs. Skippy, Tiffany Miller. What's up, Tiff? What's up, Dark Side? How are you? I'm doing good. Now, yeah, so we're, we're going to pretend that Skippy's not even on the phone. Um, what you wearing, Tiffany? No, I'm joking. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, we're not going to get, we're not doing Kiefer after dark tonight. He's nothing cool. <laughs> <laughs> no key for after dark tonight so ryan you've been around listen to pulp for a long time tiffany you're a little bit newer to it um first of all what do you what do you like about pulp mx I, I know you probably don't listen as much as skippy and i do but you listen some i do i like well i really do like the key for after dark segment of course because that's more <laughs> my you know as a as a woman i guess yeah just, you know the stuff they talk about but what I do like um, about the Pulp Show is that it, gives, it definitely gives me a better, uh, rounded idea of what's going on in Moto, and it, I definitely have learned a lot more about the riders and something that 
uh, I've definitely learned to appreciate as Steve and and how Mathos is just kind of he's. I kind of thought he was abrasive at first, but I do like how he's to the point and he brings up a lot of good points when he's talking with his guests and stuff. But it's, yeah, it's neat because I know like you know some of the guests that come on. I like when Paul Parabinos comes on because I've worked with him in the past and. Uh, you know, just it's neat to hear about the different sponsors who help who helps out his show and and you know your show and right. It's just neat. It helps me understand because I wasn't like a lot of the riders, you know, who grew up in it, who watched racing religiously, um, who knows, you know, all the riders who are lining up at the gate and stuff. I'm yeah. You know, I love it. It's, it's fun. I love riding. I love racing myself. Um, but I just. You know, I have other stuff going on in my life, so it's nice to have a show every week that is interesting, and I can relate to a lot of stuff. And you know, being that I'm an industry uh, person, it helps me keep up to date with my riders or yeah. just you know what's going on. Yeah. I so like for those that don't know, Skippy and Tiffany both work for EVS, uh, so they're they're both in the industry. Skippy um, and and Tiffany rides, which is a score for you, Ryan. Oh yeah, for sure. Dialed. That's, I mean, that sounds creepy, but I followed her on Instagram for probably about a year before we even met, just because she was a cute girl down in Austin, Texas, that uh, rode a pretty good-looking Suzuki 250. And yeah, we actually met at. Uh, we both worked at dealerships previously, and right, uh, we met at uh, met at BMW training while uh, she was in DFW to do some training or whatever. And I was like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" And <laughs> Uh, she had no idea who I was, and I was just like, oh, God. Put I on nothing. the Skippy was, charm. It didn't work. It right. Was, it was... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get into some uh, Pulp MX episodes. We're going to start with episode 13. The reason I picked this episode was it was a change. Um, well, the show kind of made a little bit of a change. It changed names. It officially became the Pulp MX show. Kenny Watson was officially a full-time co-host this was April 14th, 2010, with guests Josh DeMuth and Chris Blows. Um, just a, just an early show where things were starting to change, Skippy. You, again, you've been listening a long time. Um, we had a guy named JR in studio who I have never heard on the show before, which I found pretty interesting. He's a, supposedly a friend of Steve's, but I have no idea where this guy's been for the last five, six years. That's you, Skippy. Yeah, I got no idea who that... Yeah, I had no idea where who that dude was, and it was... He was Sounded like he was just a, you know, a regular. He was fit right in and yeah. made the show flow really well. So, uh, you know, Steve and Kenny, you know, they go off of each other really well, and they, you know, make the shows go really smoothly when they're whenever uh, Kenny's in studio. So, uh, and that's something that's uh, the most similar uh, between you know a show back in 2010 and you know today's shows is that. That's one thing that never changes that vibe that they have with each other, and it's it's pretty cool. And then yeah, yeah I have no idea, who J, no clue who Jr. is. No, I need to ask Steve about that on an upcoming show, like when he's back on the air. It's like, where's where's this Jr. guy, um, Tiffany? So you probably have not had a ton of experience with Watson. He's maybe been in once or twice since you've been listening. Um, what do you think of Kenny? And what do you think of just compare the old show to what you hear now? Um, so I don't really know Kenny Watson, mm-hmm. uh, so no, no big comment on that, okay. but I definitely noticed, um, he, uh, Mathis made a comment about how they got new headsets Yep. <laughs> and it was interesting to hear. I noticed like, it seems like Mathis's voice has changed in the nine years that it's, you know, that those shows came apart, but you can just tell like the clarity and, you know, just. 
the music, the intro and stuff, and, you know, how he introduced his introduce his guests and guest callers and stuff, you know, um, it is different. It was very similar, but, um, I also think from <coughs> recent episodes watching Mathis, he's very animated right? and I felt like with this older show back in 2010, he seemed a little bit more reserved still, you know, to the point and had his opinions and all that stuff. Um, you know, normal Steve Mathis, but sure. he just wasn't what I feel like how he is now, if that makes sense. No, I, you're, you're right. It's come a long way technologically-wise as far as equipment goes. Um, Skippy, I, I made a note of not as negative or jaded. Um, definitely a little bit less the Steve we know now. That's a good way to put it, actually. Right. How about, yes, exactly. What do you think about that, Skippy? Yeah. Did you agree with me, or am yeah. I wrong? Yeah, I guess I didn't really notice it, but uh, because he seems to have backed it down just a little bit. But the uh, whenever I went to go listen to the other show that we're also going to be looking at, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely could tell the difference there. The uh, you know he seems to kind of just be there for a good time, and it wasn't as serious, and it's way more laid back, and it's just it. It honestly just seems like he's in a completely different league nowadays, and it's it's honestly, uh, you know, going going back and listening to it, it was it was much more raw, and uh, you could tell like he was still in that like really trying to grow stage, and it was it was pretty cool and pretty genuine, and he didn't really seem like he had enough. Uh, I don't know, if I don't want to call it the balls, but he didn't have it. Yeah, enough balls to just shit on everybody. Yet. Yeah, yeah, right. He was still trying to really grow everything, so he's trying to build that clientele. And I think he had a total of like three or four guest callers the whole time, maybe, and most of them called in two or three different times. Yeah, Nash called a few times. Funny. Yeah, and has been called yep. uh, once or twice. Uh, um, I have a then, question. Yeah. Okay. Did they have? Did they do the Facebook live? They didn't have no. Facebook live streaming back then, did no. they? No, I don't even know Facebook. Too, that Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, like, that's something I know Skippy likes to listen to the podcast. I always like looking in onto Facebook and I like watching them. I like watching them interact. And I think that adds another dimension to the show that, you know, now versus, you know, back then they didn't have that. So it's neat to see everybody in the studio going back and forth with each other. You know, because then it feels like you're truly sitting in there with them. A hundred percent agree. Yeah, the Facebook Live thing has been within the last couple of years. Um, you know, something else I pointed out in my notes here is there's no call screener, so Steve doesn't even know who's coming on right away. Um, so, oh no, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, uh, the telemarketer call. Yeah, yeah, that was good, right? <laughs> and they were just playing yeah, with it. Watson was messing with them. That yeah, and then they call back. Didn't they call back? Or no, that was I'm thinking of another show. Um, but just listen to Watson bust with uh, bust on the, yeah, the call the uh, telemarketer, um, and you know, and then like they were the shit. I'm, I'm flubbering here. Uh, Tiffany mentioned getting the new headsets that he that Steve had mentioned that they got these new headsets so Kenny can stay on mic, but he still couldn't stay on mic. Uh, I mean, you guys noticed that, Tiffany? Uh, we're driving. I don't think I noticed. Okay. What do you mean by like didn't stay on? Mic? Well, he'd be talking. Uh, he was always getting, he was answering phone calls. Yeah, he was distracted constantly texting people. And he's like, hold on, I'm texting somebody. Yeah, or, or even when he was talking, it sounded <laughs> it sounded like he was way far away from the mic. Just early day yeah. stuff, man. I mean, um, I'm just going to run through a couple notes here before we ha- jump into the next episode because uh, that's really what I want to focus on. Uh, funny stuff that I caught was 
Um, Steve can't figure out Tommy Hahn. Um, Tiffany, you probably don't know this, but there's been a tiff between Tommy Hahn and Steve for a long time. And Steve right here is like, I just can't figure out Tommy Hahn. Sometimes he rides well, sometimes he doesn't. So maybe this was the early stages of him kind of bagging on Tommy Hahn. Um, I made a note of Steve coughing on Mike because he gave me the dirtiest look when I was in Vegas and coughed on Mike. Um, okay. I, another note I made, here's a good one, Skippy. Um, so April 14th, 2010, they're coming off Houston Supercross. Martin Davalos wins a heat race. 2010. We're in 2019. <laughs> Martin is still in the lights class. Oh God. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually looking at all the results here and I'm just going through everybody, man. Like, uh, JT's got a solid 18th, it looks like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jason Lawrence, 20th, shocker. Uh, Josh Hilltop, Brayton, who's still racing. I mean, you go look at everybody who's still racing today. Right. You got Justin Brayton, Kyle Chisholm, um, Chris Blose. Is he Chad still ripping? Reed. He's still ripping, ain't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad Reed. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Millsaps is gone. Shorts racing uh, the car stuff. But, yeah. And then Josh Hill's going to Australia. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Him and uh, him and Mathis are pretty good friends, aren't they? Yes. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up with episode 13. Just to, if it's if you want to go back and check out an old episode and just to see the progression and stuff, episode 13 was a pretty fun episode. Josh DeMuth was supposed to come on. Um, it was, he eventually did come on, but he kind of he didn't hear the phone in the beginning. So just some disorganization, uh, some early talks of PDE, uh, PED testing, a lot of good stuff like that. So go and check that episode out. Smoking weed? Yeah, yeah. They're J- talking about smoking weed yeah. and riding? Like, whoa. <laughs> Jason Lawrence uh, said he does better when riding with smoking weed, apparently, according to Watson. Uh, some good little stories within that episode. Check it out. Let's get into the big one. Episode 139, July 16th, 2013, Laser Gate. Um, man, when I first yeah. when I first started listening, I was hearing about the show. And, of course, I had to go back and check it out. Um, Skippy, were you listening when the show happened originally? Uh, well, yeah, cause I started and I was thinking that the show 13 was in 2011, but I started listening after I, uh, Houston Supercross 2011 after I quit, uh, started listening to it. Okay. Um, uh, I, I remember, uh, um, uh, when all this happened, uh, Villapoto's already fully established himself. A lot of the drama with Villapoto and Alessia have kind of died down from amateurs. You know, that was a long time ago at this point. Uh, and we, the, you know, the Alessi camp had been kind of quiet as far as, you know, acting up and acting up, you know, like fools. So, yeah, yeah. um, hearing all this stuff go down and then hearing who the guests were going to be. And then the people that called in, <laughs> dude, it was, it was one of those days where it's like, I'm going to be up till, you know, past midnight listening to this. Um, and it was just a monumental and hands down the most historical show in history of both mix. Yeah. I, I kind of mentioned that in my intro. I, I felt like that too. Um, Tiffany, how about you? You know, going back, hearing all the stuff, kind of learning where a lot of these drops come from that we're going to talk about, what were your thoughts overall on the laser gate issue? And I'm sure uh, Tony Alessi was pretty entertaining. Um, so I knew about the Alessi family uh, from like when I was in, I don't know if it was middle school or high school, but they had some show on fuel TV. I can't remember what television show it was, but it followed, you know, the Alessi family mm-hmm. through, I think it was outdoors. Yeah, I remember that. And I just remember yep. um, that was, so I knew about the Alessi family. And then 
Uh, and I knew his dad was really tough. And, you know, I, it's, it was, they're an interesting family is what I'll say. And that they both worked really hard, but it was, it was, they're an interesting family, just especially the dad. Yeah, so just... then, you know, <laughs> recently I uh, listened to this show and Skippy told me, he's like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Do the lasers? And, you know, he told me lasers on the gate and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, holy moly. And so listening to it, though, and how heated it got, and then, you know, just hearing uh, Mr. Alessi's points and, and then hearing Mathis talk about it, it was very much, I was super intrigued by the whole thing, and I listened pretty intently. But it was neat, because I knew, I knew of the Alessis at right. least, and so you I gotta, could somewhat, you know, understand. Yeah, you got a real taste of the way uh, Tony Alessi used to be. Uh, again, Watson, yeah, Kenny Watson. I was going to say, because... I was gonna say because now, man, he's he's awesome. I mean, yeah, I can't say yeah. enough good things about Tony Alessi. He's, in my opinion, one of the the best team managers out there, and I think he's it's insane, like just how you know he's just got this one moment here and mm-hmm. on this show where he just went nuts, and since then he's been back on the show. And shoot, a little time that you know I did uh, had a podcast. He was the most welcoming team manager out there to invite us in, get interviews and stuff like that. And right. he's always just. He's insane. He's he's awesome. He's he's such a good dude. He's such works so hard, uh, and you can see that passion, you know, in this show. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to is a passion for. I mean, a passion for his kids, a passion for the sport, and maybe it got a little out of control. Well, there's no maybe. It got a little out of control. But I'm going <laughs> to jump ahead just a second because kind of talking about we you started you sort of touched on the theme uh, at the end. The ex brand tear offs. They asked um, David Villeman, "Do you think?" Uh, MCR will ever get an OEM support. That was one of that was in my notes, and I also had my notes just to talk about how far Moto Compsets have come. Come, um, I mean that team has completely turned around. They're, you know, at this point in time, it's almost a joke, and to now they're a team that is very, very close to a factory effort. Um, amazing what some time can do and maybe a little bit of uh, a maturity. I don't know what you want, you know, with Tony and just the way things have changed, but man, that team has come a long ways. Um, but just for a little background for anybody that doesn't know uh, at the, at Washougal that weekend, Jeff Alessi got caught pointing a laser pointer in Ryan Villapoto's eyes on the gate and all kinds of drama unfolds. There's no way we could cover everything in this episode. You got to go listen to episode 139. Um, but you know, it was a basically a joke that went bad and then Davy Coombs gets involved, all kinds of good stuff, all kinds of drops. Um, you know, uh, let's see here. I'm going through my notes here. RV says it's crazy to- though about that. Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, it's crazy about that though. What made, you know, part of what made, you know, the laser gate, the laser gate was the show because after they had the show, that's when it was nuts. And yes. uh, Mathis even pointed out that he had people from the industry just blowing him up. Um, regarding you know what was going on live on the air. Oh well, yeah, Mitch Payton called in. So insane. Mitch Payton, Mike Geneva, yeah. or Mike Genova, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else? Philip Do you know who was on the show that I forgot about? Who's that? It was uh, Kyle Cunningham. Oh yeah, yeah. They Texas barely boy. talked about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in my I notes. I forgot about that. I was like, poor, poor guy. Yeah, fastest guy. Nobody's talking about. Still. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um okay, so R V is the first call in guest or the guest they call. Uh and he talks a little bit about how they you know, they had a lot of drama in the amateurs, right? I mean that it wasn't really anything new. Um 
but it damn sure they they could get away with it a little more in the amateurs. But then once they got into the pros, that kind of drama really blew up in their face. I found that pretty interesting. The RV man, he, he was he wasn't really afraid to speak his mind, uh, Skippy. Yeah, and it, it's pretty funny because he was sitting there, you know, talking about like, you know, if you would have told me that this was going to happen in the amateurs, I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, right, they, right. They could pretty much get away with whatever they wanted to in, in the amateur ranks, and uh, he was really surprised that it was, you know, still happening at the professional level, uh, especially since, you know, Villapoto uh, completely separated himself as far as you know being a champion compared to Alessi not having any. Uh, you know, AMA, you know, motocross or supercross championships or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think this was, uh, to get back to your point, though, was, you know, the first time while uh, Ryan was still actively racing that we kind of got a little bit of what we know him as now. Yeah, uh, exactly. And that's just, no matter what, a good time. <laughs> right. And Tiffany, having David Villeman in, um, again, David's one of those guys, like I said, sort of like RV, where David does not pull punches. He says what he believes. He doesn't. He's certainly not afraid of calling out Tony or Mike Genova during this interview. I really enjoyed David Villeman being there for the. I, I think he was probably the, one of the perfect co-hosts to have on a show like this. Yeah, he had his points, and I was like, "Whoa!" So I don't know how much you know about David Villeman, but he's yeah, he's pretty blunt. I don't know much about him. Okay, See, that's where. I have me not being into it as long as some other people like Skippy. Right, that's or fine. Yourself, you know, <laughs> that's fine. No problem. I, I, uh, I just, I wasn't sure if you based any, if you kind of noticed that though. How he, he pretty well called those guys out. Like, I mean, he, he talks about the age of Jeff. You know, Tony kept saying um, over and over. You know, I'm going to defend my kid. I'm going to defend my kid. No, actually, I guess Kenny Watson and David kept pointing out. You know, Jeff's in his twenties. He's it's time like you can't just baby them basically over and over. So one of the, there was a lot of fines and issues that came out of this race. Uh, there was, Tony was banned from the track, from the, from the series Skippy. Uh, there was fines. Yep. Um, looking back on it now, what do you think about those penalties that came down? Uh, looking at it now, uh, you know, it's crazy because by him not being there, they, uh, pulled out of the rest of the nationals and then now motor contest still to this day doesn't race nationals uh i don't remember if they came back next year or not but for some reason i was kind of thinking that uh no because i was thinking suzuki unless he was on suzuki back in 08 09 right so yeah yeah i don't know still to this day he doesn't race i think the penalties are fine um because they worked you know what i mean they did their job and i mean i still think it was you know, Tony's responsibility to, you know, keep, you know, his team in check, you yes. know, regardless if, regardless if, uh, you know, you know, Jeff, you know, took it on his own initiative to, you know, snag his, uh, what's it called thing? The credentials? Yeah, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> had, a, had a brain fart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I still think that's all Tony's responsibility and, you know, Mike Genova's responsibility there. And then obviously Jeff, his actions, um, you know, to be banned, you know, there's no, no questions asked, but you know, it's crazy how much of an impact that, you know, left on the sport, but you think about it, if that wouldn't have happened, you think about all the different riders that MCRs had 
because they're Supercross only. True, you know, yeah. Justin Brayton, Justin Brayton probably still wouldn't have his his current win, knowing that they'd have to be signing guys that that do outdoor in and indoors. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that could have changed because of that. I don't want to say that Brayton wouldn't have had a win, but you know he wouldn't have been on that team probably. And there's so many things that would have changed because they'd be signing riders to you know compete both indoor and outdoor. Keeper, you know. Yeah. Think about yeah, yeah, yeah. His opportunity, NCR. sure. So there's, a, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, would be different to this day. I think if you know if that wouldn't have happened, and maybe I'm you know looking into it a little bit much, but I mean, there's a lot of things that you know for them pulling out of the nationals from then on out. Uh, it's pretty crazy how much it you know formed them to become you know the powerhouse privateer team, if you want to call them. Like, yeah, I yeah. I mean, I honestly, team. I honestly didn't even consider that aspect that them not doing the nationals has changed the face of the team. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, let me ask you this, Tiffany, just from what you've heard and Skippy, I'll ask you the same question, but I'll ask you first, Tiffany, if this had been, if somebody at within factory Kawasaki at the time or factory Honda, if one of their kids or one of their family members of a riders had done this, Tiffany, do you think it would have been handled the same way? I think it would have been probably more hush hush. I think, I feel like the factory teams are real good at keeping their, guys round it up and people trying to save face. I don't, I mean, I could be wrong. I think just on a more professional level, I guess at that level, um, they're expected and, excuse me, sorry. They're expected uh, to act in a certain way and, you know, you can't kind of, because if I do remember from listening to the show, uh, Tony talks about going through the pits because he's trying to keep track of his kids and, you know, figure out what the heck's going on. It, It sounded just in the show, to me, it sounded like it was a huge, you know, mess. Just a huge mess in the pits and, you know, the whole credential thing and just the kids running around and all that stuff. And people were getting mad, you know, the officials and yep. stuff like that. Yep. And I feel like, at least what I think is, if it were a fact like Factory Honda, like, you're, like you said, or Cali, you know, those guys are there. I feel like you don't see that. They're... I mean, I, I don't know. A little more organized, wrong, so. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Skippy? I mean, uh, I could still see, uh, you know, let's take Factory Kawasaki right now. I could see, you know, uh, let's say Eli's girlfriend's brother comes to a race and they're not paying attention and he snags a, a credential somehow and goes out and does something stupid. Um, I don't know that it gets handled post-incident in- the way this one did. Yeah, because the team manager would have handled it differently. You know, the rider yeah, doing whatever sure. they did, they wouldn't have. They're, the team manager wouldn't have. Uh, this is the only scenario where you would find the team manager having a son involved. Otherwise, it'd be a different aspect. Granted, uh, if it was a rider, a rider's family member, or something like that, uh, it'd be different. But the team manager usually doesn't have any involvement with the rider. So this is one of those cases that. Uh, you know, it's a special case. It's a for a special family. You know, and, right, uh, right. It's one of the scenarios that it just it wouldn't happen in any of you know in any other scenario, honestly. Just because, but if it did, uh, uh, the team manager would have handled it completely differently. And uh, you know, in this case, the Kawasaki or the Honda rep, in my opinion, wouldn't have uh, the Honda manager wouldn't have you know put themselves in the similar predicament that uh, Alessi. Mr. Alessi did, but uh, 
I mean, I don't know because it's hard to say because, I mean, you know, whenever it comes, yeah, he freaked out a little bit <laughs> or a lot on the show, but uh, bottom line, he really was just going to war for his kids. Yeah. I mean, you can't, can't blame him for that at all. Uh, still to this day, I can guarantee it, everybody on the show would say the same thing, but for him to, you know, pull out everything that he had with uh, – Talking about MX Sports having a jug ring going on. And all the <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into that in just a minute. We're going to get into Tony. Um, at, at this point, we're still kind of early in the show uh, where Mike Genova called in, which I thought took a lot of balls um, and accepted some of the responsibility, argued some points. Um, but before we get into Mike or Tony Alessi, I want to thank W Wheels, Guts Racing, the two main sponsors of the Pulpamex wrap up show, along with all the other sponsors Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics. Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, OGO, Ride Engineering, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension Engines, Michelin Starcross Fives, Maximum Oils, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, and Pro Filter. Okay, like you mentioned earlier, yes, Kyle Cunningham was one of the guests on the show. Pretty, uh, pretty short and sweet, basic interview. We're not going to even get into that because really the highlight of the whole show, Tony Alessi calls in, um, and this is where all hell breaks loose. It feels like 50% of the drops that we hear on a regular basis were from this show. Um, Tony was going to defend Jeff Alessi to the ends of the earth, uh, and I think that's where the biggest part of the problem came from, Tiffany, is that he really never would say, for the most part, yeah, my kid fucked up. And take responsibility, yeah. and that's where things just went kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, and that's something. But oh, what Skippy said just a little bit ago—he was going to bat for his kids, you know. And some people, I mean, we're me and Skippy are going to be parents, but how long we on this? And you know, obviously, at the time, Pulp wasn't the level that it is now. Sure, but I was just in my head when I was listening to it. I was like, but your kids. There's something wrong. Why are that? Don't defend it. I'm sorry, but you're just a natural consequence. You know, he's wrong. And in my head, how I would have been, but you know, I'm not a parent just yet, so I don't know. You know, but I was just like, I'm pretty sure my parents would have been like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Hello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably beat my ass and probably shine lasers in my eyes. And, Whatever, but uh, no, I was just, I was very surprised um, that it got to the level that it did. Um, so, you know, Skippy always, he's excited to be a dad himself and all that. And I know how he is. And it's interesting. I had one viewpoint where I would have been like, if I were you know, Tony at the time, I don't think I, if I was like his wife or something, I would be like, maybe we shouldn't call in. Or, you know, what, just let it just let it go. Just, you know, it is what it is. I'm very much a private kind of person. Okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Skippy, he's, 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 I feel like maybe younger Skippy would have very similar, you know, uh, would like to defend anybody like that. Uh, right. The way that Tony did. Uh, Skippy, the, Steve asked Tony two or three times, do you think Jeff did it? And Tony just kept, okay, understand this. When I got to the scene, like he would not even respond, basically. Like he, he was blocking any chance out that to say that, you know, yes, maybe my son screwed up. Like he just did not seem like he wanted to go there. 
Yeah, and I think that's because he's still trying to prove his innocence kind yeah. of thing, and he's still trying to, you know, by admitting that, then that means that he officially has no excuse for his actions. Um, and so and I think he was just constantly trying to prove his side as far as how MX Sports handled it, and that's why he was pushing that subject so much because he it's not as big of a deal about – you know, the joke gone bad, like Bullman was saying, he's like, listen, you know, the joke gone bad. What made it bad was, you know, what happened in the pits afterwards regarding uh, what happened with the mixed sports, what happened with Steve. Uh, so he, he didn't want to, you know, fully answer that because that means that, you know, he's admitting to everything. So, um, yeah. you know, it's hard to, it's, it's hard for him to uh, sit there and say, yeah, you know, there's a lot of evidence. I think he ended up finally saying there is a lot of evidence pointing, you know, at yeah. Once they beat him you know, down, Jeff Yeah, yeah. Did Did you notice that he can't ever refer to Mike or Jeff as just Mike or Jeff? It's <laughs> Michael Essie or Jeff Alessi. Yes. Am yes. I the only person that notices that? Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's he's definitely always done awkward. that too. Yeah, it, it was definitely awkward, man. I mean, it. I remember back in this time frame, the the um the videos and what was that? I don't remember what that damn series was called that Tiffany was talking about where they followed the, uh, the guys during the nationals. Um, was it the great outdoors? No, I think it was like moto. Was it the moto nation? What became moto nation or something now? Skippy. MX nation. I thought that was, uh, MX nations. The, uh, where they do the, the red bull thing though. Uh, but but it's the same guys, I think, or uh, maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, Troy Adamatis or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But watching those videos yeah. back then, like when when Tony and Mike are in the the rowboat out on the lake and stuff, and you're just like, these guys are crazy. Like literally, they're crazy. And I, you should have seen them at Lake Whitney. Oh, I've heard stories. Yeah, were, yeah. These amateurs. I mean, they were they were gnarly, gnarly, gnarly. Well, it, it seems like it's just the the father son thing that made Tony crazy because he, like you said, he's so much better now. Um, they made mention a lot, Tiffany and. and Skippy of of the video. Somebody was filming Steve when he was talking to Tony uh, afterwards, and there and Mike Genova, and they were very angry at Steve for posting a tweet that he stood by. Um, he had good, you know, plenty of good evidence and people that saw the incident. Um, and Steve called him out and said, "Man, I was really disappointed in how you treated me." At that point, Tony did at least admit that he was wrong in that incident. Um, if you want to give any credit to Tony at all, at least we can give that to him, Skippy. Yeah, the uh, and I actually just uh, pulled up the video real quick. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched it too the other day. 100 views, uh, two minutes and sixteen seconds long. It's uh, called Jeff Alessi Laser Controversy Argument Wash Eagle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, and there's actually Pulpum X Show. Uh, there is a YouTube right underneath it, Pulpum X Show number one thirty nine. So they do have uh have it on YouTube. That's funny. Oh, okay. Um, that's interesting. I guess they did it with a GoPro or something like that. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, the uh, man, that the video is gnarly, especially you were like, of course, you see most motocrossers, uh, you know, they, they're all bark. They don't ever actually get physical. <laughs> um, and uh, the hearing Jeff Alessi saying, I'm going to elbow you in your face, um, that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, how about. Uh, but I think. I don't know. I think I think you know Mathis handled it well. I think he was he could have been super gnarly and he could have gotten rowdy and he was pretty chill, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve handled himself very professionally, and that I was 
I was sitting there trying to put myself in that place, and I don't think I would have responded quite as, well, I know I wouldn't have responded anywhere near as calmly. Steve, <laughs> Steve did a fantastic job. Uh, Tiffany, here's a, I got my notes here where a point that I was trying to make with David Villeman a little while ago. Tony Alessi had said that he was disappointed in how Davey Coombs handled this issue, how he handled his son. David Villeman then calls him out and said, uh, you know, you said you were disappointed in how DC handled it, but how about how you handled it? You freaked out a little, a little wacko. He, I mean, he straight called him a wacko. That's kind of what I'm talking about where David doesn't care. I mean, he's going to say it like it is. And, uh, it was truth. Right. Yeah. I mean, he definitely went, it's like you, it's, 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 it's I feel like I would have handled myself similarly, like on Steve's level. Steve, yeah. you know, y'all are talking about how you guys probably would have done something a little differently in reaction to, you know, Tony wanting to get physical and whatnot. But I would have been like, Steve, I'm pretty calm, cool and co- collected for the most part. Um, yeah, my unless voice you threaten my cats, but I think, but I think, um, yeah, I oh, mean, David I call him, call him, out, I'll call him. him crazy. I'll call you crazy. Hey, man, that's not right. You're not acting right. Yeah, this is what you're doing. This is what you said. This is how people perceive it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, right. but here's, you know, here's what you did. Do you not think that that was appropriate <laughs> or inappropriate? Right, on, right. Man, you know, especially for at an, at an adult level. Yeah. You know, as we're in the, you know, in a management position, it's anything That's where true. we have to be adults. Sure. <laughs> so, Go ahead, Skippy. I heard you. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, David literally at some point was sitting there and goes, Tony, you need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he said it so calm and so chill. That was and David, yeah. That's the thing. He's like, he's like, no, Tony, I've been quiet for 20 minutes hearing you talk. Listen to me. Yep. <laughs> and so, and it's kind of funny. So, but I think, uh, you know, and I think Tiffany's personality would be pretty similar. She'd be straight to the point, wouldn't yep. be very emotional, and would just tell you how it is. And that's that's kind of funny because uh, Tiffany said that she probably would have handled the situation very similar to what how David was handling it. Yeah, that was right after the, all the drug ring MX Sports talk got brought up, and, and uh, David Villeman said, you're being paranoid. I think you need help. Seriously. Very blunt, yeah. very calmly, like, I mean, like a therapist. Like, I mean, he was not like, he wasn't like bashing Tony. He was like, dude, like, seriously, you, you've got some issues. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. But we're, we're going to go ahead. I was going to say, like, go ahead, Tiffany. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I was, a, I have my degree in psychology. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I'm just, yeah, that's how I would have, that's how I would have responded. I related very much to that. And that's a lot the of right times way. I want to talk to Skippy because Skippy gets real heated over video games <laughs> or drivers on the road, and I have to oh, tell yeah. him like, "Listen, you're I'm, acting, you're you're being a little intense right now. Let's just yeah. calm down. And okay, go home. people suck at driving, dude. I got that's true. To be- I can't <laughs> argue. Terrible. I can't argue with you with that. Okay, we're gonna start wrapping this thing up. Here's the the bottom line. There is a lot of craziness within this episode. If you have not heard 139, you've got to go back. There's just no way we could do it justice with this wrap-up show. I just wanted to highlight it a little bit, um, especially since Steve's not doing a show this week. Just have some kind of material for you guys to listen to. But I would definitely go back and check this thing out. A couple other key points that had nothing to do with Lasergate, quote-unquote. Um Kenny Watson, um, during the BTO tweets at Tits, Tits Legendary, producing this episode, Watson had a really great story about uh, a use for a second pair of socks and Kyle Lewis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was um, gross. 
So uh, go back and check that out. Tiffany, did you enjoy that story at all? Can you elaborate on it again? Just give me a little. Oh, she doesn't remember it. She Uh, doesn't remember it. All right. Okay, go ahead. I got this. So there was somebody uh, had, uh, do you have advice for uh, box van life? So whenever you're driving across the country in the box van, and Kenny Kenny goes, yeah, I'll bring two pairs of socks. And the reason why he brings two pairs of socks, he goes, you know, sometimes things can get intense on the road, on the road, and you kind of need to oh rub it out. Oh my god! Okay, now I remember this. Now I do. Remember so yeah, this. And I was yeah. Like, that's, so. a, that's a man thing. That's a boy thing. So I yeah, was like, oh, right. Well, that's not anything new. That's so, yeah. <laughs> well, he blows the load in his sock, <laughs> puts the sock on. And he's sitting there just, ah. <laughs> gross, gross. Yeah. I'm glad I, I didn't have to travel in a box van with Kenny Watson because I might have killed somebody over something like that. Because apparently Kyle yeah. Lewis then put his foot in his, it was Kyle Lewis's soccer, so and Kyle put his foot in the sock. Um, not cool, Kenny Watson. Not cool at mm. all. Um, mm. And then the other quote, the other thing that I thought was really funny once the show was wrapping down, De- uh, David Villeman, Kenny Watson talking again about Tony Lessie's craziness. And uh, Watson said David's dad was probably worse on DV than Tony was on Mike. And David Villeman said, yeah, he'd beat me up even when I won races. Man, uh, so David Villeman's dad, uh, JT Money's dad, Tony Alessi's dad. The the overall theme here is moto dads are just crazy. Yeah, and I think I like the fact that uh, uh, JT's dad, and this was quoted in the show, put a, put a sign on the... Uh, Board yep. you're going too slow. Pull off. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic <laughs> one right there. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's good great. stuff. D- d- don't those moto dads just love building up our egos? <laughs> yeah, I was I was a lot opposite, man. My dad was chilling with a cigar in his mouth, and he didn't give a damn. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? You know, though, I feel like with the intensity, though, hey, maybe that's why their kids are pro, and maybe that's that- why you know. Because we only made it to the one outdoor round, which, honey, I'm real proud of you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm your teammate. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh, you know, I think about that growing up, though, too, myself just riding and sure. how my dad, he didn't invest. He Well, I mean, money-wise, too. That's always a big thing. But you see these families, and, like, I've, you know, I've heard a little bit about, like, James Stewart's dad. He was, mm-hmm. you know, there at, at the training. is just so intense. And it's, it's 24-7 for, for so long. and. You know, but that's what I think sets the riders apart and they can achieve what they do is probably in part to that intensity, even though some of us are like, whoa, that's pretty, yes. that's a little much. Even for me, I don't think I could ever, but who knows, uh, you know, that's, that could play a huge role in what. That's what makes champions, apparently. Craziness, yeah. craziness breeds champions. That's what we're going to end this note on. Skippy, Mrs. Skippy, Tiffany, thank you for coming on tonight um, just to help me out do this, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, well, you guys uh, take care. Um, have fun at EVS Sports this next week. Go sell some knee braces and chest protectors and all that stuff and make that company some money. Yeah, don't forget, Pulpamex19 is the code for EVS Sports. It gets you 25% off, so go to evs-sports.com. Utilize that Pulpamex19 uh, code, so that way, you know, we can justify so, uh, sponsor cool shows like Pulpamex shows. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Thank hashtag you. home life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Kiefer, hashtag home life. Congratulations to you too, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. All right, Thanks, Dark Side. Good. Appreciate it, man. All right, we'll see you. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? Tea and me.